Hello and welcome to another installment of Dune Dudes, the number one podcast about Dune <laughs> by dudes. <laughs> so suck on that, Gomjabor. Wow, that was good. Yeah. They're uh, not, not duty enough. They haven't done their duty. No, they haven't done their due um, duty. So yeah, it's it's been a little while. I mean, I don't know what it'll seem like with posting things, but um, we're a little bit behind. Uh, I think most of that's on me. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoulder that blame. Um, but I, I want to say a continued and very appreciative. Thank you to my constant guest, uh, Mr. Connor Mack, who has walked with me through this barren desert, you know, step by step. Uh, and we're getting pretty close, honestly. We are. We're, we're, getting, we're getting closer than I... Th- I mean, I still don't know how close we are to the end, but we. it feels like we're... Uh, we're, we're, we're farther than I thought we were, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's not like we're going to finish super soon, but I think, uh, I don't know. Judging by like when I look at what's left in my book, I feel like maybe in a month, Mm. if we stick to weekly readings, we could be done. I think there's maybe about 20 chapters yeah give or take left and then which to also, me feels pretty close. i don't I've been reading for a while i don't know how how true this is i have not checked but um i've heard that the good that a good portion of the back of the book a back of the, the back of this copy of the book is an encyclopedia of of terms and words that are that like you know to to look up if you don't understand yeah them. Yeah, do you have the the afterword by Brian Herbert? Because that's oh, what no, mine. No, I don't. Well, it doesn't say that on mine. Yeah, so I'm not sure. I mean, I I only bring it up because I mean, um, I also feel like you know some some section of the end of this book must be extra. Mm-hmm. So I guess we would be a little closer, even than it might look like. Um, which is crazy because it, it feels like uh, we could be halfway through the book. And I'd, I'd believe that too, because it feels like there's quite a bit to wrap up and resolve. I know. Um, and I'm confident that I, I think the, the story being told here will be resolved satisfactorily. Yeah. Yeah. Satisfyingly in a, in a satisfying way. Um, but uh, we got uh, we got some shit going down in Fremontown, don't we? We do, in yeah, in in Fremontown, the actual name of the town that they have settled in the desert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And fun fact, um, also the name of the town that Frank Herbert lived in. Yeah, that's where he got the, the idea. The, uh, yeah, he was like Fremen. 
So Fremontown, that's a little bit of Dune trivia for you. The more you know. Fremontown, USA. Um, yeah, so real quick, um, last time we, we left off, the last chapter we read was... Uh, Dr. Kynes exploding in the desert. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a very, um, uh, that was, that was a very intense chapter. Yeah, it was. Um, I remember us discussing, like, at least in my case, I wasn't expecting it. And I think it, um, was also good for, I think, uh, making sure the desert feels threatening because there's a lot of talk about like how hard it is to survive out in the dunes. Um, But people have been doing pretty okay. Like it's obviously very difficult and there's a lot of specialized equipment that you need or else you'll not make it. But I think they needed that. I think they needed um, just because that's, that's really the first main main character to die from just the desert if i'm yeah not mistaken um so yeah especially with paul and jessica kind of journeying through it now i think it has to feel dangerous so we are um kind of on the edge of our seats throughout this this next uh section yeah no i agree and it was a bummer because Kynes was one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that happened. And then uh, where we last left Paul and Jessica um, was they had come across this little kind of sanctuary in the desert and they are ambushed by Fremen. Yes, indeed. And... Paul doesn't know what's going on. You know, he doesn't feel like, oh, I see the future fine and everything's going to be cool. You know, we don't really know what's going on. So this is where we find them. Indeed. Um, Yeah. So our our first chapter here in this section. um, Yeah. Starts us off with... uh, Resolving what's going on with Paul and Jessica and these Fremen kind of ambushing them at night. Um, and it ends up being Mother Freakin' Stilgar, who uh, we had a small interaction with before. Yes. He, he showed up to the meeting with the Duke. And he took, um, what's his face? Idaho? Duncan Idaho. Yes. Duncan Mother Freakin' Idaho. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, but right now, now he's really kind of getting fleshed out, um, and Kynes kind of has this thought before he explodes in the desert where he's like, uh, oh, you know, I sent out this message and so whenever Paul and Jessica meet the Fremen, like Paul should be welcomed but they might kill Jessica. And he's like, well, too bad. Like, yeah. Uh, and we get a bit of that in this, this chapter here, don't we? We do. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a very real um, threat. And Jessica has to prove herself. Yes. Um, which definitely made me 
happy to read. You know, I'm not going to harp on it because I we've discussed it, and I think it's going the way that we also kind of assumed and hoped. But that uh, after Paul gets his uh, like epiphany, and he's suddenly you know able to see the future and shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jessica's Benet Gesserit powers take a bit of a backseat. And, um, because she, up until that point, she's the character who's really like the, that has the perspective of having these powers, you know, and being the one who can personally use them. And then all of a sudden, you know, Paul su- surpasses her in a lot of ways in an instant. Um, and so this was a good chapter to showcase um, that Jessica is still very powerful in her own right. Yeah, um, absolutely. That she is able to use the weirding way, mm-hmm. <laughs> as as Stilgar puts it. Because um, yeah, she 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 defeats Stilgar in combat pretty much. Yeah. Um, and since he's the leader of the Fremen for this group, uh, she kind of beats everyone all at once. Is how they take yeah, it. Yeah, she kind of gains their gains all of their respect, or at least yeah, uh, they understand that that she's on the same playing field, and and killing her because she would be a you know, or killing her because she's dead weight, or leaving her because she's dead weight. Um, it's not really an option because that's not a valid excuse anymore. Cause they know she is very capable. Yeah. Of holding um, and I guess the only other thing really is, you know, Paul has to fend for himself here too. And he ends up, um, beating up this guy, Jameis. Yeah. He beats up one of the guys and then hides in the shadows. Yeah, um, a little and twerp. Y- you can say it. <laughs> a little punk. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> little, there uh, we go. Don't hold back. No, no, it's a, it's just a little, have, have to, a little wimp. Back. A little wimp. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Damn. Damn. Paul's acting like a mother freaking wimp. <laughs> <laughs> renamed and, his, um, renamed this book Diary of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Diary of a yeah. Wimpy Mwadib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mwadib, more like Mwadwim, <laughs> right? Yes. Brilliant. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Got him. Got him. Uh, <laughs> and, and we meet... Uh, at the end of this chapter, when Paul's coming out from his little his little twerp ass <laughs> wimp hiding spot, um, he's led down the the cliffside by um, Chani. Yes, a woman. Yeah, yeah, a girl. A girl. Yeah, yeah. A yeah a a a, a Fremen girl. Have we met any? Oh, uh, Mapes. We've met a, Mapes. A frat woman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we met. We met Mapes. Is that yes. the only frat woman we 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 had met up until up up to this point? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. Um, they have not been uh, focused on or, or, or really uh, represented. Hmm. So Interesting. Yeah, here, here we have Chani. And Paul is like, you know, to himself. This is Paul to himself in yeah. his, his own head. This is in hey. his, his, his JD monologue. Yeah, yeah. And so he does the little head tilt. And yeah. He's like, hey, I've seen this girl before in my weird psychic brain. Yeah. Even though I've never met her. Yeah. And he's also like, this, this is not. And I think she looks like a cute elf. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, 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 he's pining for her a little bit. He's got a little bit of an attraction there, obviously. But, um, but yeah, yeah. And then he's also like, this is not where I saw her in my dream, but I did, I, I did see her. Yes, that's and a so good he's point. kind of he's he's also kind of thinking of and he gets more into this in in the further chapters, but that kind of time is shifting around him, and he he can't really place wh- where he is right now in the scope of yeah. the future. Indeed, um, and also I think some of the implications of that are that like um, he's done things or like things have happened since he's had the vision that make the present time that he saw slightly different because he's also thinking about how he might be able to change Mm -hmm. some of the future visions that he sees and i think it also kind of provides evidence for the fact that without trying i think certain things about his visions have already changed i guess Yep. That's how I thought of it. Exactly, yep. Um, and so, yeah, Jessica kicks Stilgar's butt. Yes, and, she does. Uh, and then they're like, cool, you can hang out with us. So Paul and Jessica are welcomed into the Fremen band. Um and they are continuing their journey to Stilgar's Sayech, or his his Fremen place that he's the leader of his his own personal Fremen base camp. Fremtown. <laughs> yeah. Yes. As a good bit of uh, trivia, reaching back there for the trivia there. Um. But. Before they get there, we're not even there yet. They, no, uh, we are not even close they, to there. They continue into this cave because um, it's you know dangerous to travel during the day, so they're only traveling at night, and you know they don't want to. That you can't camp in the open desert, so they have to do this in pieces. And they they end up traveling to this cave, the Cave of Ridges. Um, and uh, this is where Paul and Jessica definitely find out a lot about the Fremen. Yep. Um, this second chapter, really a lot of it is about Jessica and Stilgar mm-hmm. talking kind of after their fight, um, which I think was pretty interesting and another good thing to add. I'm glad they didn't gloss over it. Um because it doesn't um, 
they kind of have this part in their conversation where they're like, oh, well, obviously we've underestimated each other and, uh, and that there's like this mutual respect. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's, it's not so much that like Jessica beat Stilgar and then like the whole like structure of their Fremen society is like, uh, you know, destroyed. It's kind of cool. I think how everyone sort of accepts it. And like some people seem to like Jessica and some people don't. And Stilgar's like, some people think you might try and really defeat me to like run the tribe. And he's like, but you shouldn't try that because you know, you, they wouldn't even listen to you. Like you mm. could beat me, but they wouldn't listen to you. Things like that. Yeah. Um, things that I don't think Jessica is even thinking or cares about, but like to the Fremen, you know, and what's important to them, like that's kind of what he focuses on, which I think says a lot about how they survive and who they are. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, very, very uh, necessarily. So distrusting of, outsiders even if they may be uh you know these otherworldly i mean they are literally otherworldly creatures but uh you know these these big presences or even if they've been signed off by kinds you know they they are they keep to their keep to their own and um it's all about the the fremen mission yes well put um and we're gonna get to that yes uh lastly really is just that um you know we're talking about paul and jessica as big presences that's a good way to put it um because there's also there's also disagreement in the fremen tribe on whether or not paul and jessica are fulfillments of this prophecy yeah some people say yes some people feel like they need more proof and might get stabbed. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this chapter ends with Jessica like saying a prayer because she knows she's being watched, and so she thinks that that would be a sign, and so she decides to say this prayer, um, and that kind of triggers like an episode in Paul too, where he he feels like there's this time nexus in the cave. Yep. And he kind of has a mini freak out again. Um, he sees visions of himself dying uh, yeah. and like being being found dead with a knife. Yep, being stabbed. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's a little no, shaken up. Yep. Yep. Uh, were, were you going to say something? Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say that. That was a good, it's a good uh, cliffhanger for the chapter. Yeah, it is. Um, and they follow up on it immediately um, because we we find out pretty much that this this vision seems to be stemming from Jameis, the Fremen. Who Paul that, attacked. Yes, right. Um, still is you know, kind of mad about the whole thing and doesn't buy that, you know, Paul's all this, you know, that he's hot shit. No, you know, he thinks he's just a cold fart. <laughs> um, 
So I actually, um, as I said that, it makes me think I, I just watched uh, Black Klansman, and that's they say that in Black Klansman. Oh, a cold, you think you're cold hot fart? Shit, you ain't nothing but a, a cold fart. Oh, that's a good yeah. line. That that is a good line. Yeah, that's that's a, was was that a good film? Um, yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah, overall, I, it, I it ends a little. That. It ends a little weird, but like it's a good, it's a good movie, for the most part. It's a little pro cop, honestly. Really, but uh, huh? Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, like not not completely, mm-hmm. but. It it feels like it feels like it's leaning yeah more toward that in the ends. But uh you know, hey, this isn't a, a black clansman podcast. No, it's not. No, 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 no. This is a Dune podcast. And Dune is as anti cop as you can get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the literature of the revolution. Yes. I mean if if you dig into it, if you dig into it, there are a lot of uh, leftist elements to kind of the liberation of the Fremen people. But we can discuss that another another time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see how it kind of wraps up because I think that'll really be the yeah the big deciding on fa- deciding factor on I think what it's maybe trying to say about that because. But but yeah, so far I mean it's it's very uh, favorable of the people kind of controlling their own power yeah. um, and being self sufficient yep. and yep. Uh, you know not I mean, not just being ruled by a dumb aristocracy. No, and I mean that was kind of obviously you know maybe this is more of like a liberal thing, but that was even uh, Duke Leto's intention on arrival. He'd maybe be the Joe Biden of a. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was actually going to say it's, it's definitely a bit Biden. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, you know, he's he's one of the good ones. You know, yeah, exactly. thanks, Duke Leto. <laughs> yeah, um, and don't get me started about the Baron and being Trump. As Come Trump, on. yeah, what? <laughs> Come on, those two yeah. are so so similar. Have you have you ever seen them in the in in a room together? Wow, and you know what. I think uh, there might be a bit of a, a conspiracy or, or a premonition because what's Trump's son's name? Wow. Wow. Baron. Baron. Oh, my goodness. He is the Fade Rautha of, uh, of the Trump he is. dynasty he being is. groomed. That's, to be, uh, that's actually to be terrifying. That next Baron. That's actually a really terrifying <laughs> thought. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, we were we were able to take that farther yeah. than I thought. Uh, and then also, I mean, they're invisible, but I think it. I think it's there's. It's very very likely that Trump is held up by uh, invisible suspenders. You know, yeah, because he's so big. He's a big person. Yeah, he, yeah, he is. Um, which which is fine. There's no. I'm not shaming him for his size, just for the awful person that he is. But uh, I think that yeah, there's a very yeah. real possibility that those are uh, real, and he he is wearing them, but they are just invisible. I think he probably hired David Blaine to to make them for him. That is really the most plausible explanation <laughs> that, that David Blaine was yes. <laughs> was hired to make this very specific. Uh, a uh, sci-fi tool from Dune in order to support Trump's excess 
body fat. I mean, I just think it's like, have you heard from David Blaine in the last four years? He must have. He's been busy. He's been. He's yeah. Been, you know. <laughs> it all adds up. They keep him in the White House basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Frozen. Uh, the Blaine's. The Blainsment. Yes. The White House Blainsment. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> you know, lock him up in the Blaine bunker. Yes, there we go. <sighs> Anyways. Yeah, so Jameis. Uh, Jameis isn't buying that uh, that Paul is hot shit. That, no. that he is uh, the fulfillment of this prophecy. And so there is uh, a... A... Uh, I don't know, I guess like a cultural, uh, not a tradition, but, but there's like an understanding within the, the Fremen culture that, um, that this prophecy, um, that one way to ensure that it is like proven, I guess, is to, uh, challenge one of the people in combat in a yes. nice fight. Um, a good old-fashioned duel. Yeah. So Jameis seems to be kind of fueled by, um, you know, really that like his honor was mm-hmm. besmirched. Yeah. Um, you know that that Paul, this this young boy, kind of a uh, rocked his shit. Yeah. Um, so he wasn't going to be on Paul's good side, anyways. No, um, for sure. He's running on on ego and fury. Shame. Yeah. Um, so he he challenges he cha- really I guess technically he kind of challenges Jessica and then there's like this saying that there should be a champion and so Paul's kind of like the champion that's going to fight for her. Yes, yeah, that's on true. her behalf. Yep. Um and so Paul kind of doesn't have a choice. No, Stilgar way, kind of. Or, Stilgar, uh, I, th- I think, effectively says like he can't do anything about it. This is just how the tradition works. This is how they they operate. Like you can't get out of it. Yeah. Um, and uh, for as much as like Jessica has has faith in her son. Um, she kind of tries to stop it in the beginning. Yeah. She's and, resistant. Yeah. Which, you know, obviously makes sense. She's, uh, she has strong maternal instincts yeah. for yeah. her crazy, you know, uh, space magic mm-hmm. child. Mm-hmm. She's like, I know I can, and, beat his uh, ass, she, she but kind of, I don't know if he's ready yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She thinks that, and then she even kind of tries to, sway the fight by like uh you know casting a spell or using using the the magic control the Bene Gesserit control oh yeah and she gets in over, trouble uh, gets kind of in trouble for that because they yeah they pick up on it yeah they do they they see she's using the weirding way mm-hmm. that they they call it and um so you cannot talk until this yeah. fight is over you do your yeah mouth shut right or else they they won't trust the outcome of the fight. It won't matter. Yeah. So Jessica stops and Paul, um, and Jameis fight on, uh, the, the floor of this cave. 
using Cry's knives, um, the the tooth of the uh, the sandworms. The worms. What do you think of this fight? Um, I thought it was cool. Uh, I thought a lot of the in- the intricacies were were interesting. Um, uh, you know, obviously we've we've seen Paul's training. He's he's been well, well trained in this. I thought. I I mean, just the obviously the biggest thing was uh, the lack of a a shield. You know, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what threw Paul off because he's he's always kind of operating on the. I think it was like a like a little like time delay. You know, where where they they'd be moving a little bit slower if they had the shield, and so that kind of uh, that was the big challenge for him and. He knew that, but you know, before he even started, but he he still kind of it still kind of took him a took him a minute to uh, get that right. Um, and then Chani kind of warns him about Jameis's uh, his his technique that he yeah. uses every time, uh, which kind of gives him uh, an advantage, and I mean, ultimately leads him to victory. Yeah. Do you think that's uh unfair? Um <laughs> Uh yeah, I mean probably. It just it felt like to me um like, you know, the the attraction seems to be mutual. You know, I think Johnny yes. is a little smitten too. Oh, she is, definitely. Um right. So I I get that she'd want to protect Paul, you know, makes sense. Um, I was thinking when I was reading it, though, like, you know, Jameis isn't getting any hints on Paul. Like, you know, no. it's like he's... No, yeah, he's... he's. I mean, and it, it also kind of seems like like the rest of the tribe, they don't really necessarily care if Jameis dies or not. Like, I don't think anyone really likes yeah. him that much. <laughs> like, they all just kind of, like, know him and tolerate him. And yeah. uh, they're like, okay, all right, we got to deal with this again from this guy he's he pulls this shit yeah. all the time so it's like yeah uh they're just kind of like all right this is yeah pretty much this is just how it is take this guy yeah, out and is, we'll move it is, on it is funny because like uh for the most part the the feeling is that people are definitely ready to buy in um that paul is this you know messiah yeah and uh yeah they i, I think they do kind of you know, kind of give Jameis the side eye for like being skeptical. Yeah, you know? well, yeah. <laughs> like for, for being like, "Hey, uh, maybe this kid isn't like desert space Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we I know. should do the. You know, we have a test for this. Yeah, yeah. No, that's like specifically for this. You know, um, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I just I just feel like if it wasn't him, who else would it be to? to put up his life because like i just feel like Jameis is like this hot-headed kind of like annoying guy in the group that everyone is just like i don't know it's like yeah. oh, he's 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 you know yelling again great you know like that's yeah, that's, what, yeah. That's, that's what he does you know yeah i think i think that's exactly it and um like the next chapter delves into this really well but i I think that's um, 
they do a really great job of making Jameis seem super douchey and annoying and then kind of pivoting and yes. and making you I guess I can only speak for myself, but like uh you know, I kind of pitied him because he he does allow his judgment to be clouded, mm-hmm. you know, and he he allows his anger to uh, to lead him into the situation where he can't back out, you know, that one of them needs to die. And there's a point in the fight where he kind of realizes it's going to be him. Yeah. And like there's not anything he can do about it. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things, too, where it's honor bound and Paul kind of Paul doesn't want to kill him. Yeah. You know, and um but this is a fight to the death and if Paul doesn't like Paul cannot not kill him. That's right. not that's not how it works in this in this rodeo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um but it's also like the rest of the group I forget what ha- what what he does but Paul does something in the fight where it's where that where the rest it scares the rest of the group. Like they think he's fighting dirty. Yeah, it's um you actually kind of touched on it because Paul needs to like find his footing and like figure out how to fight without a shield. Um the the group, the Fremen kind of realize that Paul is good enough where he's like almost definitely going to win. And oh, they but think he's but like yeah. he's toying with him. He's toying with that's that, that's exactly it. They think he's toying with him. Yeah, yeah. Um, which where he's actually just trying to figure out the rhythms and yeah, uh, yeah. In in this new version of fighting for him, um. So yeah, they're 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 kind of not on the same page with Paul because Paul Paul does not want to kill him, but they think he he's kind of enjoying it by yeah. By by letting Jameis linger in his fear and desperation, right? And it's the exact opposite, like you're saying. Uh, Paul does not want to be in this situation. He was, you know, they forced his hand. Yep. Uh, so, uh, you know, and there, like, obviously, as the reader, like, we don't think that Paul's going to die. But I like the um, kind of his inner monologue, thinking about his his vision from earlier. Uh, seeing seeing himself dead and kind of him realizing that when he sees the future um, that it's always in motion like like he doesn't see a like a predetermined unchangeable singular version of the future he sees like you know multiple yeah hazy possible futures this is actually this is pretty much the 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 way that peter capaldi describes how he thinks the doctor uh envisions the future oh is that Mm -hmm. is that right that's cool pretty much verbatim maybe he's a dune head i don't know maybe yeah i i would definitely buy that uh capaldi's a dune dude yeah sure i i mean we should we should invite him on the pod yeah yeah, ask him if he wants to um, hop in his TARDIS and step out into the Duneverse. Hey. You know? You never know. 
you know how to get in touch with him, right? Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll DM the band that he's friends with <laughs> on Instagram and see if I can make make something happen. Yeah, yeah, please do. Uh, let me let me know. It's like shoot me. Oh, hey, hey, uh, yeah, I dig your your music. Uh, could you could you just shoot me PCAP's number? Just gotta text him something real quick. It's about Dune, you know. Yeah, it's about Dune. <laughs> you know, he's he's a Dune dude. So I'm a Dune dude. You're doing, dude. <laughs> We're all doing, dudes, man. Yeah. Except for those people over at Gamja Bar. Sorry. I know, for real. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna draw a line in the sand. Ooh, in the, nice. In the Arakeen sand. Uh, nice. I feel like they're kind of encroaching on our territory. Yeah, I know. It's not cool. I mean, we we were here first. We were know? here first, and it's just it's very convenient to have this yeah, them crop up right after. We start Isn't this it? a little bit too convenient. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe they can come on our podcast too. We can we can have a group discussion. Yeah, we can do it in in airing of grievances. <laughs> Anyways, um, oh right, knife fight. Yeah, so Paul uh, does kill Jameis. Uh, like we're saying, reluctantly, doesn't want to, but is forced to, does it. Um, and we kind of, I'm kind of wondering if there's anything else important for like the next, oh yeah, really I'd say it's that um, Paul is still thinking about the future. He's still thinking about uh, this like Atreides jihad. Oh yeah, as he as he puts it, pretty much. Oh my god, what what a vision! Yeah, that's yeah. yeah just um, yeah. His his name and his legacy being that of kind of a a trail of blood through the universe. Yeah, yeah. Which I know we've. When when he first gets uh, these abilities, he has that vision. Yes. So it's been yeah. with us at least until um, then. Yeah. But he, he does bring it up every now and then, and um, I really like that this motivation for Paul is, you know, really one of pacifism, like extreme pacifism. I guess it. It kind of reminds me of what I like most about Return of the Jedi because, you know, Luke Skywalker wins by throwing away his lightsaber. It's not because yep. he does 20 backflips and cuts the Emperor in half. Like what happens pretty much in the end of Mother Freakin' <laughs> Rise of Skywalker, which yeah. is stupid. Here we go. Um, not important. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> So obviously, I don't know how this will pan out in Dune, um, but I guess I, I appreciate that. Um, you know, Paul's ultimate goal right now really is to avoid this uh, recurring horrible vision that that he, he feels, I guess, responsible for, or yeah. that like he has the power to change. Um, 
and and that does get brought up. I mean, he's he's because he's thinking about living in what he calls like I guess when he can't see things or he's not sure. He calls it blind time mm-hmm. to him, um, and so he has like this huge gap of blind time, and he doesn't know how to fill in the blanks and all that. Um, yeah, which I he's, still think is, he's pretty much just. Um, I mean, guessing at this point. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't know what to do, but he, he feels like this this place of the cave has like this big time nexus where Mm. you know he could have died he could have not died but even though he survives he still sees the the vision and so he's like well you know what what needs to happen pretty much yeah um anyways fourth chapter in our chunk here they they hold a like a funeral service for Jameis um and I, I like what you mentioned before about, you know, people kind of thinking that Jameis is annoying. Um, because I think that's true. And so having this funeral service and having, like, everyone talk about being Jameis's friend, mm. too. And to be sure, like, some people, I think, are ge- genuinely Jameis's friend here. But I, sure. I do think there's a, a large sense of you know, Jameis also being kind of an annoying presence. Um, and so I think it says a lot about the Fremen people too, you know, thinking of themselves as like all one. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they honor yeah. even their, their most punishing uh, members, even the ones they can't stand. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, yeah, it's a, it, that's a sacred part of their, uh, I guess their culture. Yeah, I thought the the service was pretty moving actually where uh mm. they kind of give away his st- or like his, his stuff is is allowed to be taken by yes. you know those who s- say they were his friend, you yeah. know, to kind of like have that memory of himself live on and so um paul does end up uh paul does end up being a part of that service yeah and hey guys oh and he takes oh hey we have an intruder intruder alert <laughs> what's up dude so it's actually really difficult to interrupt you guys on my phone because i can barely hear you until i turn on the speaker <laughs> how's it going i'm doing all right how are you guys doing i assume you're recording dune dudes we are yeah we're, we're in dune dudes Indeed. Uh, everyone this is joshua <laughs> o'connor if you have never uh heard of him he is uh <laughs> he is uh, a co-host on irregular radio I interrupted the first episode, didn't I? You did. You did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's he, he's a returning guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not a consistent guest like you are, Connor, but um it's good to have you back on the pod, Josh. Yeah. 
Oh, I'll Josh, you can't you can't FaceTime because you're because you're uh, not an Apple iPhone person. <laughs> you're, you're not an Apple. I was because we're FaceTiming too, so I was trying to add you to FaceTime. Which you can do, I guess. You're on Discord. I know I can't. Discord, I can't yeah. stream video because my because my computer is bad. Oh, and your phone isn't right. Yeah, we already we talked about that. Connor's computer is bad, and and then he bought a new computer, and it's well. Worse. And I, uh, I I bought a different computer, new to me, old to the world. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, so bad. Yeah, um, Josh, feel free so, to comment and and uh, uh, not not about Dune. Don't feel free to comment because yeah, I you can, don't... You, you can comment. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I'm the host, and um, <laughs> I mean, feel free to step on Connor's the, feet the, as much as the, you want. For the most part, for the most part, um, you know, I'd rather uh, you know, continue blind, you know. So, anyways, um. Paul receives the balisette. That's what he, he gets the instrument that. Uh, yes. That but also, plays. one thing I want to say too is is just how uh, I mean, the entire time he, Paul was kind of like uh, just nervous. He's like, he's like, oh, do I have to speak? Yeah. You yeah, know, no one. No one told him what to do. Yeah, yeah. There's this like continued expectation on the fremen that. Paul should just know everything. Yeah, and still are. Which I leader. I empathize with because that's where I would be. I would be terrified. It's like, wait, they're expecting me to speak, and then yeah, you know that. I mean, that's that's a real, actual, scary thing that. Uh, and then Jessica's like, "Yeah, you idiot!" <laughs> like she's like thinking, "Yeah, you idiot!" Of course they, you got to speak, speak. Come on. Yeah, she. That's right. She gets up before him during the ceremony to be like, hey, it's, you know, I'm doing it right. You should yeah. too. Yeah. And I, I think the other reason why Paul was thinking about alternate futures and, and the Jihad and stuff is because he's, uh, he's given his Fremen name, but it's, it's also different from how he had the vision of it before. Um, and he, he realizes that he can, I guess, like make, decisions yeah this is kind of an intentional kind of pivot i think yeah even i mean ever so slightly yes yeah it's minor but he's also thinking like you know small things can create big change through time and all that shit um and so the fremen decide to name him usul and paul instead of going by muadib as he thought, uh, decides he's going to be Paul Muad'Dib, which is kind of dumb. But uh, <laughs> but that's yeah. What he I mean, he 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 wanted to keep his cho- his the, the name his parents chose for him. Yeah, because um, he's like, well, I, I guess there's no part of me that's Atreides anymore, so I'll keep one thing. Um, but that's true. But also, I think there is plenty of time for left for him to drop the Paul, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, not that, not that he needs to. I just mean, like, I think it sounds kind of silly to, like, read or to say. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, I, of, I agree. Just, it, just sounds like, it just sounds like we've given him a new last name. Yeah, just say it all at once. Yeah. 
But uh, anyways, yeah. So they, they, they do the funeral, and then um, you kind of mentioned before about the Fremen and their plan or their goal. You want to talk a bit about that? Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is this is really cool. I mean, they, they keep on talking about kind of uh, like the future of their society um and how you know they're trying to make this this a uh, habitable environment arrakis and so um they're 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 they kind of i mean they keep they keep their, their the cards close to their chest a bit but they they lead uh they lead everyone down to kind of a big i guess it's kind of just like a little it's it's like a like a uh a big body of water, I guess. Yeah, it's it's like underground. Yeah, it's like an underground, underground kind of in the cave. Yeah, it's like an underground pond or a little underground lake or something that they've Yeah. Um and basically yeah, they they reveal that this is kind of like they 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 know like all, the the amount of water they need to conserve to like to to brandish this environment the way they want it to be. And they're 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 literally just going drop by drop. Yeah. Um, yeah. They have. It's like a wind catcher. Like it, it catches yeah. the moisture in the air, and then it just like yeah. you said. They're very precise and very scientific about this, and they're 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 following kinds is uh, his 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 wishes and his his kind of um, plans for the future to a T, and this is kind of a this is I mean obviously it's a it's a well kept secret. Uh, from, from I guess uh, all the the third parties who 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 are are very much against making the desert a friendlier place. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so that's kind of their that's kind of their goal in all of this, and it's 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 kind of a thing where it's like they, I mean, one of those things where I don't think they have any hope of seeing this happen in their lifetime but it's kind of something it's it's just a uh it's yeah it's it's them preparing for this better future um for future you know generations yeah it's it's one of those things that um is uh what's the way i want to put it i mean that showcases i think some of the the better politics in this book too you know yeah absolutely that these people are you know ever so gradually you know even if it seems super distant and and almost impossible that they're all you know focusing all their efforts on uh improving the livelihood of everyone on the planet um even though they will never see it themselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which would be a good message for, for us to take to heart. I absolutely agree. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, work, work towards the world you want to see. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, do not expect to live to see the revolution, but fight as if, you know, your life depends on it and fight for, 
uh, for the future from him. Yeah. Because, um, you know, if if you think we're Paul or Jessica or um, Duncan Idaho or uh, Howitt or Gurney in the story, you're wrong. We're the, we're the Fremen. Yeah. You're Jameis, buddy. I'm not you know? Jameis. <laughs> you're Jameis. Such a Jameis thing to say. I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Chani. <laughs> All right there, buddy. <laughs> uh, okay. And, and anyway, you're, so you're I'm, Mapes. I'm for that. Okay. That's gonna be our uh, our our Halloween uh, buddy costume, Mapes <laughs> and Johnny. Everyone's gonna get it. Yeah, it'll be a riot. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, they they come back up from the cave. Right, it's a big revelation that they're they're storing this water and that they want to terraform the planet. That Kynes' dream lives on through the Fremen. Um, and it sounds like it was not the you know, something that the Fremen were working towards, you know, that they were kind of just surviving by the skin of their teeth at all times um, and only thinking like day to day. And then Kine seems to be a big influence on, um, you know, showing them that they don't have to live in this harsh, unforgiving desert world if they all work together. Um, So yeah, it's cool that that's continuing. And um, it is interesting too the 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 you know kinds especially in that dinner he they 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 have at the uh the Atreides palace yes um you know kinds really has to keep it under wraps just just how um proficient and organized the fremen are because that's a huge danger to you know the corporate interests of everyone else um yeah i mean because because if if they know what they're doing obviously they'll put a uh an abrupt stop to it and yeah ruin any chance of of progress whatsoever yeah these uh mega corporate interests are uh, invested in keeping dune horrible and profitable yes Something else that also feels, you know, unfortunately close to home. So, yes. Uh, but yeah, Kynes and the, the Fremen may be really the only ones who have the well-being of Arrakis in mind. Um, the, the only other thing I want to touch on before we get to this last chapter is... Um, Paul thinks to himself at the very end, it says, Paul sat silently in the darkness, a single stark thought dominating his awareness. My mother is my enemy. She yeah. does not know it, but she is. She is bringing the jihad. She bore me. She trained me. She is my enemy. Um, yeah. And my thought this kind of comes out of nowhere. This hasn't been like thought by Paul or explained. This is the only time, and then it's not brought up in the next chapter. So we'll see how this develops, obviously. But um, I think Paul's going to come to 
think like of himself that that the terrible pur- purpose he's always felt burdened with is that uh he might have to kill his mom in order to stop the Atreides jihad. Yeah. I know. That's uh it's insane. Yeah. That is the implication. Right. And um I mean just what role does she play in this? I mean I you know I I think maybe she is still proceeding with the interests of the Atreides family and uh the Bene Gesserit um whereas Paul um uh, maybe is is less so thinking of their power and more uh, of building a more equitable, a, a more equitable future. Um, yeah. Maybe that's what it comes down to. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, even, even, you know, with Jessica kind of warning him about Chani, you know, about not getting involved with her. Um, it does kind of show that they they are not on the to- uh, totally same page. Yeah. Regarding yeah, the Fremen. That's a good point. And also, um, also Jessica yeah, kind do. of Jessica and, and his talk, Jessica and um, her talk with with Stilgar about kind of their roles once they get back to the the camp. You know whether whether like, and you know she didn't discount a partnership. You know, she she kind of thought about the power that she would gain if she were to to wed Stilgar. You know, and and uh, mm-hmm. so so yeah. I mean, I I I think she is still kind of in this kind of more selfish defense kind of mode where she wants to uh, do whatever it takes for her own interests or the interests mm-hmm. that she thinks she and Paul hold together. Um. So yeah, there's gonna be. It's gonna be a reckoning of those those disparate uh, <laughs> interests at some point down the line. Yeah, that's a really good point, and I I hadn't even connected. Um, I guess like their their driving force being, um, or like Jessica's driving force, I guess being the. Uh, like the 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 re- reclamation of her her lost power really yeah you know that I mean there's there's she's that. not really thinking about yeah it, and and then also the uh, the wild card kind of is the fact that she is still carrying the Duke's daughter yes and which you know what Paul, she would become right Paul has this vision saying that she'll give birth to saint Aaliyah of the knife i still remember yes um yeah but as we're seeing you know these visions that paul talk about are not set in stone um that could change so right that could prove to be completely wrong um but yeah that that struggle between um jessica wanting to kind of get back to her normal and kind of get revenge and Paul's perspective, like Dr. Manhattaning 
out into trying to save the universe um he's just he's so far past are are gonna clash yep exactly yeah um all right so this last chapter Mm -hmm. something totally different yeah totally different indeed and we haven't um we haven't really had Fade Ratha's perspective. He's really only just been a very small, minor character, kind of like discussed. Yeah, this is the first time he he takes. Center I don't stage. even know if he's. Yeah, yeah, um, and so uh, I really like this. This kind of like uh, there's this stark opposition juxtaposition in this chapter between um fade rautha and paul like i feel like fade rautha is the the foil yeah like what what if paul was raised as a under the harkonnen code even though he is a harkonnen Mm -hmm. um because right away you know we we just got through these chapters talking about like how much paul does not want to kill someone in this knife fight um and everything he does to you know avoid it and kind of the 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 guilt and the shame that he feels afterwards too um for having done it and then the very first line of this chapter is on his 17th birthday, Fade Rautha Harkonnen killed his 100th slave gladiator in the family <laughs> games. Um, yeah, what a, what a difference. Yeah, so um, I guess I didn't realize how sadistic Fade Rautha was. I thought that he was um, kind of dumb and being used as this pawn. But from his perspective, he feels like he's using the people who think are using him. Yeah, the the dumb one is the older brother, right? The uh yeah. what's his face? Yeah. Rabin. Rabin, yeah. Yeah, he's he's the one that's just kind of that the Baron's like, "All right, go off and do whatever you want to do. Just don't fuck up too bad." Cuz yeah. you're just you're just a placeholder until Fadorotha can charm everybody. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, it, it does seem like he he has more. He has a stronger will than it was made that that than we were led to believe. Um, but that's I think that's just because it was literally the Baron thinking about what he wanted to to do for uh, Fade Rautha's future. Um, yeah, and and believe uh, he believes he can can manipulate him. Uh, maybe into being the pawn he wants to be, but uh, uh, I mean, we'll see. It's it's not like Fade Rautha's ideas and beliefs are too different from the Barons. They're both kind of uh, not good guys, but yeah. Um, but he is an individual, and he 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 could rebel. And yeah. there are little hints um, of that in in this chapter. Right, because it seems that um, Fade Rautha makes this plan of um, fighting this slave gladiator 
but he he intentionally fights him undrugged. Yes. Which I mean already says so much about the way the Harkonnens operate. You know mm. that there's they no fight moral these whatsoever. Yeah, no, no honor. Um, you know they they will only fight these death matches if their opponent is at like a heavy, certain, and known disadvantage. Yep. Uh, and so, Fade Ramtha's plan is to still fight the slave at a disadvantage because you know he he only has like half a shield or something, and you know it's like if it were if it were fair. And right, and Fade Routha also kind of plays on the expectations of where his poison blade is. Exactly, yeah, he he switches um, it up. So so he fights dirty. Um and which also shows such a difference because, you know, where where the Fremen thought Paul was toying with Jameis and he wasn't, um Fade Routha is definitely taking a pleasure out of toying with this man yeah and uh, and he wants to make it into a spectacle yeah exactly um because like as part of his plan and apparently he made this plan with thufir hot who is if he's not like thoughts are to be believed he's a harkonnen menta apparently yeah um and fade also has the idea that you know uh that Hot has only agreed to this position. Um, who knows? I mean, like, I kind of hope that's the the plan. I wouldn't. I know. I, I hope that Hot would not just uh, switch allegiances so readily. Yeah, so I I, 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 I can't it, buy but... that. I but you know we'll see. I mean they they also have have the fact that they're poisoning him and are planning on withholding the antidote if he ever crosses the line so maybe he knows that you know he's so i mean i will well we will see yeah yeah there's a lot of ifs and question marks and it's interesting that they at least so far they don't show us the uh the conversation or the or the events that lead hot to decide to work with the harkonnens you're kind of just left to assume that I think he's, um, you know, kind of doing it out of self-preservation and, and yeah. maybe playing the long game to destroy the Harkonnens. Um, but at any rate, um, yeah, Fade Routha kills this dude who isn't just this dude. He, he was an Atreides yes. uh, soldier that they captured. Um, and um and right and and the plan that he he has with uh Hutt, the baron is not aware of and fade rautha knows that it's obvious to everyone that like this slave was not drugged and that you know shit was sabotaged um and fade rautha seems to keep this only to himself yep um even the even the baron does not know um, and so I, I guess I wonder if Fader out has even more of a plan that we're not privy to that, like maybe he'll be the one to kill the Baron eventually or yeah, something like that's, that. I mean, that, 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 that is a possibility. He, he definitely, um, has a mind of his own. Like we were saying, he, he can com- kind of come up with schemes and, 
can can deviate from his his uh his planned out existence by the baron yeah um and meanwhile really the other big thing right exactly the baron is entertaining entertaining guests from the emperor yes um and this this count this count fenring was talked about once very briefly in one of the uh the opening passages um in one of the chapters saying yeah. that they think that maybe he was the emperor's only friends okay uh only true friends something like that um not super important but just just interesting that um he actually has been talked about briefly at least once before um and yeah so him and his Bene Gesserit partner, wife, concubine, conspirator, uh, co-conspirator. Yeah. Um, are uh... damn. Okay. Are um. Right, are kind of sent on the Emperor's behalf to see what's up yes. with with the Baron. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys say about that? Well, yeah, so I mean, the Baron kind of thinks that they're there to check on him, but they reveal that they're kind of here to, uh, to kind of approve his say in the air because they're, they're seeing mm-hmm. Fade Routha's... Um, True his you know their their the battle um which angers the baron because the baron's like well the emperor said that i i have full say in in who i choose to succeed you know succeed me um so that that's that's interesting there's oh and then they have they have a lot of very political conversations about what about how what the baron is doing is illegal and the baron is Mm -hmm. saying no 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 do you know I'm I'm doing everything by the book, blah blah blah. If you want to pin something on me, go right ahead. Um, there's nothing you can prove, pretty much. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of subtle jabs. Yes, yeah, they're keeping everything very. They, yeah, everything is very civilized between them, but also it's 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 a very sharp conversation. Yeah, it's feels like uh, something that would have been in the the earlier sections of the book. Um, yeah, when yeah. it was really focused on the the relationships between you know royalty and their yes, their the uh, their interests, so mm-hmm. it was um, very well written, very interesting. Um, especially you know they they both feel like they have this dirt on them. I think the Baron feels kind of untouchable because he's like, you know, if you betray me, then I'm just gonna say that you fucking were part of the plan to kill Duke Leto and yes. uh, they're not really phased by that cuz they they think that they can just you know pass that off as hearsay I think. Yeah. Um, um and yeah I mean the really interesting thing um is you know they they briefly meet Fadeoutha before the match and Fadeoutha uh says that he wants to 
dedicate his victory to uh, Count Fenring's wife or yeah, his 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 woman friend. Um, yes, and the Baron freaks out and is like, "No, that's not appropriate." Blah 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 blah. You know that, or, or no, no. She actually says, "She says no." He asks her, and, he, and, yeah. and she's yeah. then she refuses. Um, yeah, and so so that's interesting. There's obviously an attraction there, um, and then at the end, it's revealed that uh, that their plan, Count Fenring and her, their plan is uh, to have her seduce him and for him to impregnate her. Yeah, yeah, it culminates in that. And I just want to mention quickly, too, I, the first time they said it in this chapter, I was like, do they really mean that? But then they say it again, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I guess they do. Um, but the the Count and the Countess seem to be able to communicate in a secret humming language that oh, yeah. only they understand. Mm-hmm. That felt like... Uh, that felt like, um, you know, like the, the Braille note under the leaf kind of <laughs> bullshit to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where, you know, uh, it did. I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't even, yeah. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little out there for this world. It's, right, it's like, it's fine. And, and clearly that's like a part of, the Duneverse, you know, that, that, um, I guess there's like such a need for codes and secrecy and intrigue that like, you know, people have devised these super specific ways to, uh, try and ensure their safety as I mean, much as I'm, possible, which like, I'm sure there's even like, I'm sure that exists for like the FBI and the CIA, like, in like, I'm, I like, I'm sure there's some like something like that does exist for these super high up top secret government agencies. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, just, it's not totally information. They can, they can convey the information they communicate with one another is, is so specific, I guess, because like you're saying that conversation at the end, um, is, I think supposed to be them humming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's not like they're just saying like, you know, uh, I, I don't fucking know. Not just that. generic responses and. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, oh yeah, we need to seduce him and you need to have his baby and this and that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so whatever. It doesn't really matter. I completely accept it. Um, and really the important part is like, how it propels the narrative forward yeah. and the intrigue of it, which I, which I, I like quite a bit. Um, I like that they have their own, they seem to be working together maybe more for the benefit of the Bene Gesserit than the emperor even. I yeah, really maybe know. so. Maybe so. Um, I um, mean, we'll see in, in three Dune books, will that baby be the adversary to Paul's little sister? Maybe. <laughs> Yeah. We'll see. Possible. Um, but yeah, it is it definitely is an interesting ending and, and uh they're talking about like having to preserve a certain bloodline, you know, and they're like, Oh, it's too bad that Paul's dead, but at least we can I guess preserve something about Fader Routh's bloodline. And I, I wonder mm. my thought is my thought is is that um, 
I don't think them personally, but I think maybe like the Reverend Mothers or like the the different truthsayers, which haven't even been talked about since the beginning of the book. But mm. I think there may be people having similar visions to Paul, and they are doing like their own secret work yeah. to either try and stop them to or that. to ensure they come to fruition. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's, and I think that's, that's part possible. of what this is. Yeah, that 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 is possible. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's also the possibility that some people do also know that the that Paul is a Harkonnen. Um, yes, right. That too. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be clearer in 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 time, but there is definitely more more at work than. Uh, than what meets the eye. Yeah. Yeah. However, this Bene Gesserit thing is going to wind up and I'm still fascinated with, uh, you know, Paul being like, you Bene Gesserit, you think I'm the Kwisatz Haderach or whatever. And I'm so much crazier than that. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if this is related to that in any way or, or what, you know, I really feel like I have no clue, but um, it's, I definitely feel like I'm, I'm left with more uh, exciting questions than like I was even just like five or 10 chapters ago. Like, yeah, agreed. So I, it's, it's still um, giving me a lot of reasons to think about, where the story's going and uh and like what these added layers might mean. So uh I don't know. I really like that. The book is still very very interesting and engaging. Yeah, I mean like you you would think adding like four chapters in a row with like pretty much the same setting and the same characters would be kind of monotonous, but it wasn't. Like these like having four chapters with uh Paul, Jessica and the Fremen were it was nothing but you know, um, like page turners, you know, it, yeah. it, 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 it was all very compelling and, um, exciting and, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and it does just kind of add more layers into kind of what we thought about the from in, what they are, what they want to be, what Paul and Jessica's relationship with them is um and how that's going to come into play with their their showdown yeah with yeah there's, the there's definitely a lot of revelations yeah yeah i know it's it's uh i think we're, we're only going deeper down the rabbit hole you know like we haven't found any uh haven't really found any solace yet in this yeah in this story where we're just kind of falling deeper down the the pit of intrigue and uh i'm 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 interested in when that will be over and we'll just kind of be we'll start tidying things up um because yeah. it, it feels like we're pretty deep down the hole right now right i mean the way you say that it kind of makes me think about how i felt in the first chunk of this book where um you know, it's like each time I turn the page, I'm like, is the Duke going to die? Yeah. Is this way he's going to die? Mm-hmm. You know, 
now now yeah um and then it finally happens and the whole status quo of the book shifts and it, it feels like it's it's building towards that um that climax again you yeah, know where definitely. all of these intertwining uh interests and plans are are still finding their way together and there's still a lot to um tie together but it's 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 building in a way that um kind of like naturally and very very excitedly ramps up the tension just like with thinking about like when the duke's going to die not if and now it's like you know when when does this like Bene Gesserit shit go down or like mm-hmm. when does Paul have to confront his mother about the crazy vision and you know yeah yeah when are the Fremen going to try and enact their plan to terraform the planet or like when will they be discovered I don't know like it's it's a lot of shit yeah when does Paul confront the so the emperor you know like it's it's a yeah there, there's, yeah, a, there's yeah. a lot at play there's a lot at play um yeah i'm 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 excited to to dive right back in tomorrow same um anything else you want to mention no i think we cover everything i i uh yeah i'm 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 excited i'm getting to the point now too where it's like i don't really i don't know i don't want it to end i know what you mean even though we're not we're not too close to the end it's just like i don't want to i don't want to get to that point yet yeah, no, I I really do agree, and I I kind of thought with um, as long of a book as this is that, and, and you know it's part of the reason I want to do the podcast because, and I'm still very grateful for it because I I think I would have needed it with the gaps that I've had in my reading sometimes, mm-hmm. but um you know that I might be worried I wouldn't be able to uh, to stay as locked into the story yeah. as I have been and yeah. that the podcast would be a good way to continue that rhythm but the i've never felt forced to read dune even once uh, no. the entire time we've done this no same yeah it's it's I, uh, i've always wanted to read it absolutely agreed yeah um yeah that's it dope well uh I've been listening in this whole time. I have no idea what you guys are talking about anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <Nice>. Josh. <laughs> it's been about 14 years or 10 to 14 years since I read this book. So I don't remember any of this. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, then you can, uh, you can follow along and listen to our podcast and, uh, read, the story will read along with us as you listen. Eyes. Yeah, I should. Or just watch the movie with us. Yeah, we're gonna I'll do that. Too. Do that yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am very excited. Um, cool. Hey, uh, until next time. Um, lock it down, Fremen Town. Hell yeah.